Hey, Pepin. Yo, yo. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about um, state of mind. State of mind? State of, the state of minds. Well, is there really state of mind? Because it kind of changes, like, across time, right? I guess. I guess. So, your your frame of mind changes, but the state of your mind would be in context of that moment. So, you're, you're, this is the state that it's currently in, say, if you're high. If, if you're high, like like uh, LSD or, like, mushrooms, c- cannabis, MDMA. Are we talking about uh, dimorphin tryptamine? all of it man like i don't i don't understand why there would need to be a differentiation there i think that any state even caffeine even sleep deprivation those are all states of mind that change and and can change how you think and have you ever been under the influence that has like changed your state of mind like just changed your being oh nate we need to talk Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, Nathan Pepin. How's it going, Pepin? Yo, yo, I'm doing well. How about you, Steve? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. I am sober as a lamb right now. Lambs are notorious for being sober. Uh, yeah. Unless they have, like, demons in them. No, those are pigs. Pigs? I, I do have a lot of caffeine in me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, oxygen. I think oxygen. You can get high on oxygen. H2O, yep. There's no H2O is water. Yep, good point. Uh, oxygen bars, that's what I'm thinking of. O2, yep. Yep, yep. There's bars where people would inhale oxygen. I mean, more than usual. Uh, I would call my oxygen bar O2MG. <laughs> <laughs> oxygen and magnesium. <laughs> H2Flow. That's water, Nathan. <laughs> That's an awful name for an oxygen bar. Everyone would walk in and be like, I'm looking for some water. You'd be like, no, we don't have that. We got parts of water. Um, H2O without the H2. Oh. Yep. <laughs> the best I have. I, I wish I could be more creative no, right I was, now. I was saying the name of the... <laughs> oh, oh, oh. God. So you're, the premise of this episode that you brought to my attention was can you can you phrase it in a way that's going to be super simple for people to understand so what's the question the question is have drugs changed your perspective has it changed something like the way you see the world mm-hmm. be it an opinion a belief a just a different shift in how you perceive things because how you perceive things affect things greatly mm-hmm. so the question is number one do drugs kind of change things with people any kind of thing and number two have you experienced that yourself and i think that's a really really big broad question and i'm sure we'll touch on a lot of it we'll never finish this conversation because we we have a limits on how much people want to listen to us i think that there's two aspects to this there's one does it change your perspective in the moment and does it change your perspective long term? Mm-hmm. And I think in the moment is undeniably yes. Yeah. Like when you're high, you're thinking differently than when you're not. Mm-hmm. And now when we're talking about drugs, we're of course talking about something that alters your state of mind, something that gets you high. We're not talking about 
uh, ibuprofen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you took enough of that, you could get high, but mm-hmm. no, no, not not that much. And of course, we'll be t- talking from our own perspectives about things that we ourselves have done. I think as far as mind-altering drugs go, I have done a significant deal more than you. Yeah, I've done marijuana, alcohol, caffeine. I think caffeine can be included in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done um, some like speed type stuff before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so amphetamines, I think you would call it, or just a general class, I think. Ambien. Uh, Ambien. Well, that's for sleep. But yeah, I've yeah. used it recreationally you, you before. Have, you have prescribed Ambien. Yeah. Which I think it would be a really important one for us to talk about because I've done Ambien on a, on a non-prescribed level. And I'm sure you have too, but I think for the most part, it's it's prescribed and like you're using it how it's supposed to be used. Yeah. Well, I suppose the time that it's affected me like really weird, like really strongly a couple of times, but it wasn't the intended purpose for right. it. To, like it happened in college. We, we can go over that story a little bit later. Okay. But it, yeah, not, I wasn't, the intent, the intent was not to use it recreationally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've done a lot of the drugs, uh, the majority of the drugs that are, you know, mainstream uh, that people think of when they're thinking of drugs. Um, I haven't done heroin. I'm not interested in that. I don't really like downers, so I haven't done any painkillers. Uh, I'm I like uppers, and I like uh, things that alter my mind, um, and a lot of times have a lasting effect. I think that's uh, it's really can change your perspective a lot. I think as a whole, I as a person have changed a lot from my old mentality, say when I was in high school, to where I'm at now. Any thoughts? I think you've changed, yeah, yeah. Well, because you used to be a bit more um, cynical, I think, mm-hmm. and you're a lot less cynical than you used to be. Mm-hmm. Like, you also seem to troll people a lot more back in the day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if know if it was trolling, but yeah, you're definitely trying to get reactions out of people and just to kind of, you know, you try you do that now too, but you do it in a more kind of humane way, I'd say. If that's the terminology you might use. Yeah, yeah. Less locking people up by their ankles and making them cut off their own limbs and more, um, you know, having a laugh. It's kind of like something you share. Like, it's kind of the difference between making fun of someone. I mean, I'm not saying you're making fun of people there. But, oh, I was, but go on. Okay, but it's the difference between making fun of someone and also, you know, having a laugh with them. Mm-hmm. Making fun or having fun. Yeah, making fun mm-hmm. or having fun because now you have fun with people in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you can make people feel uncomfortable purposely. Mm-hmm. I can think of a podcast collaboration we did where uh, we, we, we get them bringing something up. Oh yeah, yeah. We uh, we had uh, the ABC pod on, and I kept bringing up like nine eleven or some shit. <laughs> you got them bringing up nine eleven, and, and I'm like, "So you're saying Bush did nine eleven And they were like, "Well, whoa, no, no, we're not saying that." I'm like, nope, we're saying that. <laughs> yeah. So that, that that's an instance of the old meter coming out. That's true. That's true. And I think the meter that that does we need to talk is um, very, very much uh, inspired by the old meter um, more than the new meter. Yeah. For those who have seen the episode, uh, Pepin is a pervert, uh, question mark, or is Pepin a pervert? We'll we'll see what the episode's titled. Mm -hmm. I'm going to change it. Uh, You know, meter was being more of his own self there. Definitely more of a a dick. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, that was kind of the point was to, to be a dick to you. And make you make you have to defend yourself, and I think it, it worked out really well. But as far as drugs go, talk to me about your experience with drugs. Have they, of the drugs that you've done, which one has had the most effect on your state of mind, on your perspective in the moment of being high? Let's start there because that's an obvious yes. There's no question 
drugs change your perspective while high? So I think marijuana, I mean, marijuana is the main one I was using recreationally. Uh, I, for a time, was using marijuana in conjunction with uh, Xanax, which was not a good idea. And, but, but you know, so there's different combinations, but marijuana would be the one main one that changed me because it's, it's kind of, it's like more of a perspective change. Like you're not, you're not perceiving things in the same sort of way you usually do. Like you're, like you're seeing things from like different angles. It's, it's almost like you were, imagine you were like kind of this uh, handcuffed to like a, like a chair, you know, and you never move from that perspective. And you're looking at this, like, say, th- this thing at the wall. You know, you think it's on the wall, and you're looking at this for some time, and this is the perspective you're seeing it from. And then you take this drug, and all of a sudden, you, st- you can stand up, and you can walk around. And then you walk around this thing, and you say, oh, this is not actually in two dimensions. This has three dimensions to it. There's another side to this. Oh, there's another side to this? What? What? This is crazy. Mm-hmm. So you start seeing different angles of things you, you thought you knew were like and you obviously don't know what those things actually were like now i would uh, i would mildly alter what you're saying here obviously you're speaking of plato's cave allegory i would say that smoking weed it does not allow you to stand up and and walk around i would say it allows you to move your head so now you're looking around and you're able to see things from different angles but you're still strapped into the seat i don't think it's completely freeing i think that I, I would argue that your your biggest change of perspective comes from Ambien more than anything else because you are completely over the top and out there on Ambien in a way that is not even close to, to how you are on, on marijuana. Okay, so from like an outward perspective, I guess an inward perspective too. Yeah, Ambien is definitely, definitely the biggest state change, but it has the least impact on my state of being in everyday life when I'm not on the drug. So, yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah, Ambien has the biggest effect. Uh, surprisingly, I've gotten only, I've only gotten drunk like twice, and I'm not too much different, to be honest. Uh, I'm a bit more, I'm more of my old self, where I'm a bit more trollish in that way, but I'm not like anything beyond that. Like, I'm not like uh, too much different, I don't think. Mm. I just try to get reactions more, and then I have less impulse control. Yeah. No, that's fair, and I, I think that... Uh, I think it, you said it well. In the moment, Ambien is the, is way more, but in what you're saying is that marijuana has the l- better lasting effect of changing your perspective on something because you see more sides to it. Yeah, well, also, it's like a marijuana, it's more like a you're, you're seeing something which is kind of there, which is tr- true, whereas Ambien's not like that at all. It's like more like a distortion. That's how it's kind of perceived. So... Mm-hmm. so to to give an example on ambien i've had this effect before actually we were talking about one time online like recently so it's it's like i kind of concerned steve a little bit with my weird messaging and stuff and uh what happened is i took some ambien and i'd take ambien before i go to bed and it's usually just fine but for whatever reason i don't know if it's because i had an empty stomach or what but it just started like affecting me like super hard like like it never does before and I started kind of tripping a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. And what happens is I was on the computer just kind of, you know, you know, texting and kind of reading stuff. And all of a sudden, like, I look into the words and the words have villages. 
and the words are kind of combining different kind of tribes and stuff, and they have different meanings, but the meanings have more meaning than themselves because each letter has a meaning in itself and combines the overall meaning. And these meanings come together into these tribes of words and sentences and kind of paragraphs, and they all are kind of working together, but also they're in opposition to each other. And it, it's like things were moving around. But so this has this has no reflection on my everyday perception. This is just like a like a distortion of reality. Mm. It is like completely fucking crazy. But and I also realized it was kind of crazy when I was like in that state, and I was very inebriated, you could say. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same thing as like when I'm was high and say like listening to some Pink Floyd, and I have the revelation that you know it's true. Just breathe in the air. Don't be afraid to care. Oh my God, this guitar solo is the best thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. It, it, like like that, it's it's a big difference there. Mm. Now, what was I, I? I think I was on mushrooms the time that I thought Vera was the greatest song ever written, right? I think so. Yeah, was that in college? Yes. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. And I that impression lasted beyond just being high on mushrooms. Like I afterwards, I had a greater appreciation of Vera, mm-hmm. but I don't think that it's the greatest song ever written. Like I, while it while the effects did linger they were not permanent mm-hmm. in at very least in their depth i remember on mushrooms i spent a very long time looking at my hand and moving my fingers so that i could see my bones moving and turning it around i probably spent 30 minutes like realistic 30 minutes it felt like days but i probably spent real 30 minutes marveling at the fact that i have a hand and i'm able to ambulate and ambulate yes like like move it around and i'm able to there's just the fact that evolution has brought upon such a beautiful creation Mm -hmm. and and marvel i think that 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 stuck around for me too like just the the general appreciation of who who i am what i am and and the fact that it exists at all um and that was kind of a profound thing to to come to a realization of all that I've taken for granted of the existence of my form as it is. So this would not be a thought you'd be having sober. Right. I don't, I, I, I mean, I hadn't in the 20, whatever years that Mm -hmm. had come before. So, um, maybe it was just under 20 years. I don't even know at this point, but I, I hadn't had that thought. And in that moment I did, and I've never, it's never completely left me. Hmm, because I'm a little bit different than that. I mean, so the stuff that I've thought of while high is usually either one of two things. It's either super smart and it's something I'd come up with when I was like sober or it's like really dumb mm-hmm. or maybe maybe it's something creative, but it, it's it's not like outside my realm of possibility. And so the kind of thoughts like looking at my hand and kind of having those thoughts, they're definitely there when I'm sober. Like I have those thoughts a, a lot, like... And it kind of, it kind of trips me out. I'm constantly tripping myself out with those kind of thoughts. But when I'm high, those thoughts have actual meaning. They actually have weight. Like when I think of that kind of stuff now, like uh, like if I think I'm on some kind of rock floating through space, traveling around some giant ball of fire in some vast cosmic universe, if that's the thought I'm having, it may not mean not too much to me right now. Maybe it does. But if I'm high and I'm thinking about that, or if I think, you know, say I look up at the sky when I'm high and I kind of say, you know, think this is that a void I'm looking to. There's not like blackness I'm looking at. This is the void of stuff not being there. 
and this void goes for infinity that meaning or the meaning of that is much more great or i assign a meaning to that as opposed to where i'm sober i'm just like that's weird like there's, there's a meaning to that so i'm kind of in the same way but i think i assign meaning or no i think there's definitely meaning to it as well i i, I agree with you i think that the weight i think that's a good word to use the weight of of a lot of these realizations is much heavier than if i had had it sober mm. but i think that a lot of times it kind of untangles my mind if you will like i think i i think i have a pretty good brain uh it works for the most part but when on under the influence of certain things it works better and mm-hmm. it, it it's more able to to decipher things and to 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 weave through the mess of yarn that is up there and kind of just connect the synapses that need to be connected mm-hmm. it connects things in ways that otherwise would there would be just too many trap too many roads to travel down to actually get there yeah you had some sort of hypothesis that i liked i mean maybe it's a way of visualizing like these connections like like uh imagining like just one point in your brain and there's another point in your brain imagine like uh there's two like spheres coming out from that and these two parts need to be connected but like a rating sphere and then eventually these spheres will collide if their strong connections are strong enough but with like say with psychedelic drugs it just kind of causes those you know your brain to go a bit more haywire so those connections are more likely to be made in general Mm-hmm. And those connections, those connections may have not been made or been able to be made, like if you're at this pure sober. Yeah, I think I think that makes a lot of sense in in the fact that it can it can connect things that otherwise wouldn't be connected, and that's that's why you know it's an altered state of mind because it's not the electrons aren't traveling in the same path that they normally would because there's different things going on lighting up different things in your brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's how a lot of really great things have happened in in society in general is by people thinking differently and i just have a lot of respect for the ability for people to think contrarily to what the norm is um i think it's a rarity i think most i think everybody thinks they're an individual and that all of their thoughts are really unique but realistically the amount of people who actually are unique is is very few and far between mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i I think that's true i think the things that make people unique as well are like taken to 11 or there are different aspects of the personality kind of exaggerated or kind of like people that i can think of who are pretty unique they're like there's certain aspects of them that might be found in other people but these aspects are like very exaggerated in this person and it's a combination of i I don't know this is making me think here so i i don't know about that Mm. i I think I, i like what you said i'm still thinking about it that's fair so I know, you know the 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 time I did LSD, it was really watered down and and poor. Oh, you did LSD? I don't know that. Yeah, and it was it wasn't very good. Um, another buddy did it at the same time, and he said he didn't feel anything at all. I make the argument that he did because some of the things and the way his perspective was framed was very altered from how I know him. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, that to each their own. But we watched uh, V for Vendetta, and I remember um, there was a picture on the wall while I was watching the TV, and the picture like started melting down the wall, mm-hmm. and the colors in V for Vendetta popped in such a way it was the most brilliant movie I had ever seen as far as like visual effects go. Mm-hmm. Realistically, it's it, I mean it's not they do a great it's an amazing movie they did an awesome job the visual effects are great as far as their use of color and and not color in a lot of senses. But it turned it up to like a hundred, like way past eleven. 
Yeah, yeah. I've heard that unless the patterns and uh, colors really pop, mm. which kind of makes sense because part of the way LSD works is uh, it overloads the sensory system. And so it overloads over, it, it to such a point where it starts kind of like, uh, say, oscillating a certain way. And then uh, LSD is only going through your system for you know, a tiny amount of time. Like you're not tripping the whole time LSD, LSD is going through your system. Rather, it gets your whole sensory system like uh, it haywire and it's kind of like pulsating like crazy. And you know, sometimes that's what people call the waves. And then there's the whole just come down because it takes a while for your sensory system to calm down. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's kind of a similar way like this is not the perfect analogy, but if, it, if you like you get scared by something and then you get kind of jump and then you get the adrenaline flowing through and stuff, you know, the adrenaline might only be flowing through you for like that first like uh, five seconds, but you feel the adrenaline for maybe the next 20 minutes. You kind of feel a bit antsy, a bit tense, and just a whole come down to that because your sensory system has to come down, your whole alert system. I mean, LSD is like a 12-hour drug. Like as far as drugs go, it's one of the longer ones. Yeah, but it, it, what I'm trying to say is it's, it's not affecting you. So it's not the drug that is going through your system that whole time. Rather, it you know has the effect on your sensory system. It causes it to escalate to that you know huge point. Mm-hmm. It overloads it, and then the drug kind of stops working after that point, but it still affected your system, and that's the whole trip right there. Mm. Mushrooms made things very wavy. Uh, more than anything. I, I don't like them because of the taste and they always upset my stomach and make me vomit. Mm. And that does not, it's not worth the, uh, the effects. I don't think the effects are great enough. It's on along the same lines of uh, salvia. Mm. I just don't think that the effects are great enough to make the side effects worth it. People say that mushrooms is a very kind of like a mental high too, because you feel like you're going crazy. Mm. Is that right? Uh, no, I don't think I felt that. I remember I figured out Einstein's theory of relativity and thought it was a unique concept until you told me it wasn't. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. But it's it's like, I've heard mushrooms is very head high. I've heard LSD is more like into the world kind of thing. But I've never taken them, so I, I don't. Actually, I've taken a little bit of mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And I was playing, what was it? Uh, GT. No, I wasn't even playing it. Uh, one of our guests, uh, Nick Stewart, he was playing uh, GTA 5 or no, 4, actually. No, it was Need for Speed. Oh, Need for Speed? Oh, Need for yeah, Speed. Yeah, because you could get like pulled over by the cops. That's for right, that's and right. Stuff. So he's playing that game, and uh, he kept on getting like, you know, the cops going after him, and he could escape them. And then I was only taking like a little bit, but it was enough to f- feel some effects from it. And I was just like, dude, this is life. You know, you, you get caught. You may- maybe you're speeding, maybe whatever, but you just keep going, you keep going. I remember that he was, he played for like 30 minutes to an hour and he didn't once get pulled over. Like, like the cops weren't even after him. He was just driving and like, it was a flawless, like he wasn't obeying signs or anything, but he just wasn't getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely insane. But that of course could be distorted. Mm-hmm. He's very good at video games in general. Mm. Hey, this is Pepin, and this episode went a bit longer than we thought. So we decided, hey, split into two makes it a little bit easier to listen to. That wasn't supposed to rhyme. But stay tuned next week for part two of our episode about drugs changing you. Find us at facebook.com slash we need to talk show, twitter.com slash ntt one and podcastnh.com. Hi, this is Joe from the No Sitting on the Sideline Dan podcast, a podcast about a journey of discovery we're trying to figure out what are we supposed to do in this world. You can find this podcast and many more podcasts like this over at podcastnh.com. And also you can find this podcast on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts.